Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. again and welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I have with me today, Jesse, Nick, nah, fuck, I fucked it already. Take two. Uh, take two. Again. No, 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 we can keep, I'm keeping this going. <laughs> yep. Screw it, screw it. Uh, Jesse, it's not, Nikovic? No, that's what I said first time. That's cool. Uh, they call me Jesse One Take Nicolic, so. Nicolic, <laughs> that's the one. Yep. All right, that's fucking horrible anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Dude, thanks for having <laughs> me, hey. Professionalism is what I'm all about as well. Um, so, straight off the bat, um, why don't we just uh, get to know you a little bit better as well? So Sounds what, good. So, what is it that you do exactly? I, uh, oh, many things. I, um, <laughs> uh, none of which are of any consequence. No, I uh, play guitar in a band and I play drums in another band and I do a bit of sound guy stuff and skate and bum around and yeah right on. appear on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, we heard... Audi, uh, man, you, you've already said these to me uh, to begin with. Uh, Audiomachy? No. Yeah, you got it, man. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay, nailed shit. it. Audiomachy. Um, Audiomachy. Um, so means, that was, that, yeah. Sorry. It means, uh, Mickey, the suffix means to fight or battle. So Audiomachy is like a war with sound. A war sort with of, sound. Yeah, it's very deep. Yeah. <laughs> we're very, we're very, uh, very in it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was what we heard to, to start off this episode. That was actually cool. the official ringtone for Audiomachy. Yeah. So if you need a ringtone, you can download this one as yep. well. And it's pretty cool. Um, first off the bat, very genty, very like that's, that's my, my vibe from it. And it was, it was, I, I like that stuff anyway, just because time signatures in it can just be so fucked up. Thanks, man. Um, well, yeah, check out more of Audiomachy because it's basically, uh, me and uh, Paige it's our side project where we just uh, put together all of our dumb ideas and it's all math corey and genty and yeah weird time signatures are our favourite thing uh, the latest album is full of like little math references like uh, there's one song where it's a pretty common thing but we've used the pie a sequence of pie in different rhythms and different notes and things like that so like three one four one five etc so when bands label themselves as mathcore they are legitimately using math in some songs? sometimes yeah i think so <laughs> some of them are so, so and that's the extent some the level of creativity i suppose that you can throw in like who the fuck thinks of using that sort of time <laughs> signature to begin with like I, that's so cool oh uh, yeah it's just a just an interesting idea you think you know what if what would it sound like and then we try it out and you get some interesting ideas out of it there's some songs where we've uh picked a phrase and converted it to like a morse code and then use those bips and bops as as rhythms that's ridiculous one of the songs is called there's no i in socket and the whole all of the lyrics doesn't contain the letter i Right, so that, that's a mind fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's so good though. Like, it just 
to to get on that and just think is this going to be a good idea or is that whether or not you think it is you just go and do it anyway and think you know you 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 still put it out there and you're happy with it yeah um yeah like how did how did you start thinking like coming up with those ideas to begin with i think like what what made you think that this might work well in the first place those weird ideas i think yeah. you hear bands like uh Meshuggah. i think like Meshuggah's a major influence in terms of maybe not maths but those weird time signatures that still somehow like groove like yeah. they'll, they'll have a song and the kick pattern is like uh, 27 16 or something like that i know everyone likes to lose their shit over bleed from them yeah, as well so because that just that beat on its own just consistently just wrecks like i mean i'm yeah. no drummer but yeah. just everyone's <laughs> like fuck that bleed yeah. song fuck the drums in that that is ridiculous well the story is he had to work on that one song as much as he had to work on the rest of the the whole album yeah no doubt yeah i yeah. mean it's a monster but it's a that pattern that he's playing on his kicks is a a quote-unquote simple polyrhythm it's a three over two but like it's a, but it's just sped up. But like, it's it's sped up and it's like an endurance thing. Yeah, like that's the first section of the song, and then the next section it's like a pattern of five and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the weird time stuff just has always interested me. As soon as, as soon as someone introduced me to the Dillinger Escape Plan, and I was like, uh, yeah, and I was like, you can do that. Like, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you, know? like you can make these sounds. You can yeah. You don't have to just count to four. Yeah. Every time, like that's the whole. That's like the someone opens that door for you. You can just go from there. Yeah, and and so that was a big influence on your writing style as 100%. as it as it came along. Yeah, definitely. So I grew up uh, like uh, loving just punk bands and like the Offspring and the Living End and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Then I go into like System of a Down, and then someone I think showed me Children of Bodom, and that yeah. was like my proper metal. That was where starting it, yeah, point it started for yep. you. And then yeah. one day. Uh, uh, my friend Lee in high school was like, check out this insane band. And it was Dillinger Escape Plan yeah. with their EP they did with uh, Mike Patton. Ah, oh, okay. And yeah, the first song I heard was like downloaded from LimeWire. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood Death Squares. Trap. And I, I remember specifically that song because I listened to it like all night, just like on a loop. Yeah. And the whole time, just like mouth open, like <laughs> like hands to my head, like, what is going on? What you, is this music? You you've, know, like, you've had an out-of-body experience. Yeah, it was yeah. that was probably my first real like yeah, out-of-body music experience. <laughs> so I just couldn't believe it, you know. So And so from that early on, you've had those like Bodum's a pretty pretty big influence, I mean, in terms to get into it as well. Like yeah. they're not they're not um They've been around for a fair while. They're still fairly popular, as yep. far as I'm, as far as I understand. I got friends who, um, their first bands, like big bands that they followed, and they wanted to go to shows regularly. They were into Bodum as yeah. well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, per, like me though, I I never got into them the same as they, I, I think I was when everyone was loving Bodum. I think I was loving Devil Driver at that time. Yeah, right. And I think it was uh, Last Kind Words or something had just come out and I was 15, 16. And yep. I'm thinking, this is fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it just, you know, that was another one for the, uh, from that kind of metal era, I suppose, was Devil Driver yep. for me. Um, I think back then, because we didn't have Spotify and things like that and it would all just be tape sharing and stuff like that. You're yeah, in- it was YouTube for me. Just yeah, like, yeah. There was playlists among playlists That's of true. all bands and like the similar genre. Yeah. And you'd get bands like Bodum and Devil yep. Driver and Lamb of God and, and all of that in this in those similar sign, uh, kind of playlists. Yeah. It's only when you come across like that one 
a little bit heavier in the playlist where it spawns the the different suggested videos where yep. you go and look at the the heavier bands yeah. and that's how i got into uh cannibal corpse to begin with is yep. just i saw one of their um there was that one at the time it was like their latest release or, or latest song um from kill mm-hmm. when it popped up in my feed and i thought holy Oh, yeah, <laughs> this, I love I love yeah. those moments, man. Yeah, it, just, it was just it was like what you said before, like your your jaw is on the yeah. ground, and you're just like, how? Yeah, how? What? Or like it, when you just I, I didn't just, I didn't know you could do this. Yeah, like, I didn't I, know this is what people were making. Yeah, yeah. And when you get hit by that influence of wanting to know everything about a, yep. your favorite band and yep. stuff, you want to go and find out where it started for them, all the little things and whatnot. Definitely, and, and and especially a band like Cannibal, they've had so much. Especially early on, they had a lot of controversy around their lyrics and their name and the band yeah. and stuff. And back <laughs> then, you know, the uh, the the mainstream media at the time would be like all these metalheads, like they're out to cause violence and murder and and rape people and do yeah. all this stupid shit. That was the narrative yeah. they were. It was. They were yeah. pushing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got I've got the image in my head of just like all these like young kids coming up to the camera, just being like, "We just want to have a good time," but like the media's <laughs> just like these evil kids. Yeah. you know just <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's horrible because like you every time you, I, I don't i haven't really heard of like the one there was that shooting shit recently that happened in uh, the states there's been a few obviously it's hard to yeah keep which track. one that's it's hard to keep track but one sad of the, statement you got to say isn't I, it? <laughs> I know right um one of the one of the guys uh one of the shooters in one of the in one of the shootings had a had a metal shirt on or a band shirt i think it was the acacia strain actually um he had one of their band shirts on and that was the first thing that the fucking media gravitated to yeah was the kind of music and i mean yeah acacia strain are like nihilistic motherfuckers in their lyrics personally no they're not they don't know that stuff but yeah. that's what they grabbed onto because yeah uh acacia strain don't write like tone like yeah like chill music yeah um as you put it and yeah that was oh he listens to this he must have had like a terrible childhood or it must have spawned such hatred and all this yeah it's just such a classic case of uh what's the phrase correlation is like does not imply causation Mm. it's like just because two things like you know like an evil dude listened to metal it doesn't mean metal made him evil no you know it's like whatever other hobbies he had why aren't they pinning you know maybe he likes well, I think he was the same guy that had re- that had released a manifesto or whatever it was. Yeah. the day or the the day of or whatever, and it was all it was all anti anti this and anti that. Yeah, you know, it was. Oh, you can't tell me that music put that into his head when the music's not even about that. No, exactly. That's, that's the that's the thing. You know, yeah. just because he listened to something different that not everybody else listens yep. to and it's scary and yep. it sounds demonic, it's, yeah. that that must have, you know, made him want to go shoot people. Yeah, exactly. No. no like if he, had, if, he had, if he was a fan of classical music, they, it, that wouldn't have even been a point they would have brought up. They, no. They would no. have been like, oh, um, he played violent video games and that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it would have been he had a troubled childhood. Yeah, yeah. You know, just all avoiding the issue in front of him. Yeah, the, of yeah. avoiding what the actual reasons might be. Do you have... You, I, you haven't personally known anyone that's gone through that sort of, like, issue with their music being related to a certain instance? Um, and no, I, I don't think so, hey. Because for me, if that was if if I was in that situation where they've decided to just 
come on at me. I, I mean, I've, I, at first, I don't think I'd know how to react. Yeah, you know, because it's it's like, hey, wait, hang on a second. Why am I being the? Why am I the one that's on focus right now? Like, just because this guy seemed to have related to my music in some way, does that that doesn't make me a part of it? Mm. Um, so I could imagine that sort of stuff as well would, you know, creatively just kind of give you a bit of a, a like a rattles like rattle the cage in a sense like should i in like in future writing and stuff like that am i gonna have to be careful about what i say and, yeah that's and an write? interesting point i wonder if you'd have to yeah self-reflect although we're, we're we're talking about it like maybe maybe you were at fault or something like yeah it's, it's not but, that's not the case you but know, yeah like, but i mean you yourself can just bring that like it you have something like that come at you and it can, it, it, even though you you could be 100% in the right, there's still that little bit of doubt that yeah. comes from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You could still, like, putting on that face, but behind the scenes, you could still be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Because yeah. you know that's going to, at some point, maybe change the way you think about it. Well, it still sucks that an evil dude was a fan of that band. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, even though that band would have had nothing to do with the horrible things he's done, there's still... Yeah, I know. What you, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. If, if a fan of my music did something insane like that, I would not feel like guilty or anything, but I'd, mm. I'd still feel pretty bad. Yeah, that it happened at all and that it was somehow associated with me. You know, it's it's trying times, especially now with this being more and more in the public eye and easier ways to share the information that comes out with it too. Like uh, with that in mind, has. Would that be what would be your most favorite uh, lifestyle aspect of being in the music industry? Because we know something like what we just talked about would probably be someone's least favorite. Probably, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> listeners at home, if that's not your least favorite, tune out now. I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what what would probably be the most favorite part of of um, you know creatively writing music that people enjoy and bob their head to and stuff yeah that's what it's about um it's happened a few times at a gonzalez gig or an adriatic gig um because the stuff i tend to write and play has weird rhythms and odd time signatures and stuff and it's not really like super accessible i kind of feel like when i see something someone like nodding their head to it or like sometimes you'll literally see people as we're playing they're like looking at us and they're like counting on their fingers like trying to work out work like, out the like, time it's like a five or a seven or something and it's kind of like being in uh like your own special club when people get it yeah you know? right. like that's this, cool. this is some music we have that not everyone can get into or understand yeah but we like it we're really passionate about it and we're really into it you know like yeah well that makes perfect sense too like if it it's almost like little inside jokes yeah almost, oh totally you know? yeah yeah that, it is yeah yeah no um because I did see uh, uh, recently that you had a you did like a little cover video of a song from Every Time I Die. Mind you, sick band. I've always enjoyed those guys as well. Top three, um, baby. Yeah. yeah, I love those dudes. Yeah, um, the Big Dirty. Uh, what's the other one? Um, I think, I think you're thinking of um, all of them. Is the correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I honestly haven't. They haven't really changed too much from this like the sound that they got famous from i suppose i, I suppose you're right yeah so as a, a long time fan i can definitely hear like a big change from the sound from the early stuff to the current stuff but um 
the the, the sound that the they're tempo, known for. Yeah, yeah, like the tempo yeah. sort of thing. It's never really kind of changed from that fast-paced, aggressive yes. style. That's yep. you know a little bit of southern thrown into it as that's, well. Yeah, that's what you know, that's what and that's got what me got everything. me. Yeah, Big Dirty, like that album was what got me into them to begin with too. Yep. And never heard of anything around that time. <laughs> and I, I saw them at Soundwave one of the years where they had all their. Th- uh, it was. It was the year they had all their th- uh, shoes thrown at them from the audience. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It, they encouraged it. Yeah. And one guy threw like originally threw. Well, well, there were undies that got thrown up at one point, and he was like, eventually he was trying to encourage people throwing undies up, but eventually someone threw a shoe up, and he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, throw your shoes. Throw then. your shoes up. Yeah, swarm of shoes. Uh, um, swarm. Awesome. Just I love it coming at them. I'm like, man, they're gonna be." fucked for the rest of the day that's a great gimmick and yeah it really screws yeah. it was like two o'clock in the afternoon at a at sound wave yeah. i'm like yeah you got that's i hope you i hope you got spare shoes man yeah yeah did you did everyone bring their extra every time i die throwing shoes just me? <laughs> like was that a thing it just happened i'm like this is great yeah but poor saps like yep. i don't think it's smart those those spontaneous <laughs> things are the sorts of things that next time everyone's bringing extra shoes just in case yeah. he says it you know like <laughs> So if you're if, well, if you're a big fan of Every Time I Die, are you following what Andy the guitarist does? I I'm only vaguely aware. He's yeah. like uh, he's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he does, in, he was does it the he, Pythons or something? Or yeah, his yeah. Team? yeah. He does he does team. um like while he's on tour and stuff like that. In between that, he doesn't he goes and does indie shows and yep. stuff. I should get more into that because he's, uh, he's a monster. I right? I'm a massive fan of Every Time I Die, and I'm yeah. a massive wrestling nerd as well. Yeah, so. you're. <laughs> I, it's I, it's been the last couple of years that I've gotten back into wrestling again. Yep. Once um, Goldberg came back, yeah, like against yep. Lesnar for Survive Series and then into WrestleMania, yeah, because he was my favorite wrestler as a kid. Yeah. So once he came back, I'm like, I got straight back Just into straight it again. on board again. And yep. and now like I still follow it pretty regularly. It's bad. Yeah. Like, oh it, yeah. It it's... takes up too much time than I should admit. Oh, I thought um, you meant like it's bad as in wrestling is bad and like. Oh, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it, such it's <laughs> oh, it's so lame, but it's like I, I love it. You yeah. Give me, if you can if you can give me a good storyline and you're an actual like a good heel yeah. like you got me yeah you got yep. me but it's if just it sucks <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be that asshole in the crowd that just heckles you but that's the thing like you love you know? to hate it like yeah when it's good it's so good and when it's bad it's just funny to it's, like rag on There's i get mad it. because yeah. i'm i get mad because like how can you fuck it up <laughs> how, how can your acting yeah. be bad like the acting's bad to begin with yeah. like don't make it worse just yep. do it normal yeah don't try and don't try and act <laughs> yeah that's it you know like it's, i mean yes act obviously but like you're trying to overdo it yeah when they try and be all serious sometimes and i love i love gimmicks too so um when when bands come out and do gimmicks in any way like oh i the previous podcast with Jake, um, we, I was I name dropped Garlic Nun. Um, they're a band from down in Melbourne. Uh, the bassist plays in Gridflex. That's how I found out about. Okay. Um, and yeah, like his whole thing is he dresses up as a nun on stage, and there's like a it, there's like a, a proper show to it all. Now yeah, that's as well. cool. Yep. Um, and I mean, before that, like his one thing you'd see from live shows is that he'd be walking along the front and he'd just be pouring wine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why the wine was a thing, but um, I don't know enough about it. But he would just walk along there and just like pour wine into people's throats yeah, while right. songs were going or in between and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of gimmicks and wrestling, I um, 
we played a show called Macho Fest at the back room. Yeah, I remember back. that show. And yeah. it's like, you know, everyone dresses up as wrestlers and it's just a fun yeah. sort of thing. But um, I made my own championship belt. Oh, fuck yeah. At a, at a cardboard and gaff tape like an hour before the show. Yeah. And I proclaimed myself the Macho Fest champion. <laughs> I wore this <laughs> massive wrestling belt. Oh, see, that could spawn a thing but too. I, well, since then, I'm um, going to feud with Mousy. Yeah, and because um, yeah. he put on Macho Fest, but he didn't give us the right time slot. We're not very happy about that. <laughs> we think we deserve better. So yeah. you know, we are we are the Macho Fest champs. But who cares about Macho Fest? Macho Fest is dead to me. So I'm renamed the belt the Schema Championship. Schema Championship. Yeah, and so yeah. now we're the champions of Schema. And uh, <laughs> if anyone thinks they can take my belt, they're welcome to try. But yeah, all yeah. right. <laughs> so how's that feud going to play out? Is it best live performance of the night or is it just in in uh what facebook fighting on yeah on so this is the thing i haven't worked out yet i'm not sure yeah um I, a big crescendo at well, the see, show like, yeah and like it, the build up in between this is the struggle i'm having because it makes sense at a wrestling show that you know if someone's got the belt someone else beats them up and pins them then they've got the belt that makes sense and yep. you, you can build your show to that point but if I'm doing some dumb joke where I've got a, a belt and I'm in a band like how does another band win the belt off of us like do you have a riff off or like I'm not really sure how to do it yet there's heaps of heaps of avenues I think you can explore yep. with that one yep. to find out what works yep. and I mean talking about wrestling and, and, and music and stuff I've, I feel like I'm slowly kind of change like because i've been i know i've been talking about it the last couple of podcasts (laughs) like the uh all this is now is just like getting people on to talk about fucking wrestling or (laughs) just mundane shit it's like fuck no focus focus i know it's fun but fuck um anyway so well i mean do you write any of your songs purely for a gimmick or do you write them for the sake of you know uh how are you feeling that day? Like, I know everyone has different ways and different songs that they have for certain things. Yeah, sure. Um, a gimmick, like, have you written any gimmick songs? Are they, uh, and are they the, the, the funnest style of writing that you can do? I don't think I really write gimmicks because I do the writing in Gonzales. Mm. Um, in Adriatic, I have been dabbling in the writing, but I don't really think of like a gimmick or uh, usually it's just I'll noodle around on a guitar come up with a riff and then be like okay this riff is sick i've got to figure out a whole song to justify yeah right. <laughs> playing this riff you know yeah yeah um i do or sorry or the gimmick if you want to call it a gimmick the gimmick might be the like the the riffs in 11 yeah so, so now the the gimmick of the song is trying to find different ways to make that 11 beat groove different kinds of gimmicks yeah like, yeah yeah maybe I, yeah I, I i get what you mean by it though um when, when do you, which one do you prefer playing with? Uh, it's impossible. It's impossible. That's impossible you- to decide, man. Adriatic's awesome because uh, it's it's drumming. So and I, it's it's the only band that I've drummed in before. Okay. Um, so think, were you a guitarist before you were a drummer? Like no, I was actually uh, my dad is a drummer he plays in rock and roll bands like 50s 60s stuff oh yeah so i learned to drum like when i was real little ah okay so yeah you've you've had the i've always had that you've had the early experience yeah yep and i picked up guitar when i was sort of 12 13 but um yeah the bands that i've played in i've always played guitar and adriatic's the first one that i've really properly drummed in um and it's it's just it's uh way less mm, way less pressure on me because i'm very comfortable on the drum kit 
And I know like the drummer's like the backbone of the band, but like, mm. but that's, <laughs> I just, but I just that's know more, the stuff. I know the stuff so well, I can just zone out and, you know. Yeah, so that's that's your element. That's, yeah. That's what you're used to I'm sort of I'm super thing. in my element behind yeah. the drum kit playing with Adriatic for sure. Because that, that keeping in, in time, obviously, with, with that style of band too can be what gets people as well because yeah. as groovy as it, as it can be, like sometimes it can feel as if it's offbeat, out of beat. You know, yeah. Very much like <clears> what, Meshuggah got well known yeah, for. Yeah, and the, the, the off, fun is... Like the memes about trying to bang your head to, to Meshuggah songs. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes it's impossible to and you still still, uh, still see people try, but, yeah. you know, fuck, uh, let them have their fun. Well, <laughs> the, the, the fun of that stuff is trying, to, like I said, try to I try to find the groove in it. So yeah. even though it's some wacky time signature, I try and find the element where if people aren't familiar with the song, they can just headbang to like a solid beat. Yeah, you know that's why Meshuggah did so well, I think, with that stuff because you've got these insane patterns, but then over the top you've just got that china and snare drum just locked on that four groove. You know, you can still yeah, you can still make a beat out yeah, of it. Yeah, there's suppose. there's still a beat for everyone, but I love playing a song with a weird time signature and watching everyone's heads desynchronize as they're nodding along like (laughs) in the crowd like everyone will land on beat one and then by like the third bar everyone's nodding at different rates and it's like (laughs) it's like when you see the the boys in the water like and they go up (laughs) and down like one's going up and down at the same time (laughs) yeah okay yeah i could see that that would that would throw me off though it's fine i'd see that and be like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's fun. And then, then while I'm playing, I'll try and lock into someone in the crowd. Like, okay, yeah. he's nodding to that rhythm, but this other guy's nodding to a different rhythm. Let's figure out what he's doing. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. So, what writing wise, what do you get more of a kick out of uh, getting the drum beats down or coming up with a cool riff? I treat riffs very similarly to how I do like workout drum patterns and stuff because for me it's very rhythm based you well, yeah like i'm trying to think i'm not sure what the term is but like say there's there's sort of like a scale system on the guitar which can still kind of keep oh, like with the beat um or whatever it is on like a like for writing songs and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. um to keep the beat uh i'm probably shooting out of my ass right now i'm just trying to think of the term but anyway um yeah scrap that uh the drumming side of it um you can always like because that's where you get you you start the riffs and then you bring the drums over it sort of thing yeah and and get that going yeah um so with with adriatic uh tom will write a riff and then he'll record it and program like a basic idea of what he thinks the drums might do right like in in um pro tools or cubase or whatever yeah, and then I'll take that and I'll say, okay, that I get the skeleton of the idea, and then I'll add in, you know, more rhythms, or I'll be like, oh, this call, you know, as you do, this calls for a bit more shimmery ride bell stuff or whatever, you know. I think I'll, I think uh, I just remember now what I was, oh yeah, trying to refer to was like say when you're trying to write guitar and, and you don't have a drummer or whatever, you use a metronome and you can still get that sound, that, that yeah. kind of sound like the the. the to, yeah, at to, least like, like a, a can, click that's or what you're hearing from the drum anyway. Like yeah. when you, like when you're concentrating on it, you're, wait, you're you're hearing that beat, the pulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So that I think that's what I was trying to get at. But yeah, sure. You know, music, yep. musically, like theory wise and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not anywhere, anywhere near there. But <laughs> uh, like you can kind of just get a vibe too for like hearing the sound. Like because I, 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 I write 
guitar here and there as well. So what I'm looking for is like a kind like a beat, something to yep. groove to when you ride it. Yeah. Um, so I can kind of understand like that sort of um, like riding method sort of thing. Um, and with Gonzalez too, it's very it's very sort of um, from the, what I've listened to, very there's a lot of groove in it, but there's still that heavy sound as well. Yeah, so, yeah. So I think th- with Gonzalez, it's just um, yeah, I I've got a cool riff. And then we try and find like just the the best way to bring that riff out to just get people nodding their heads to it, you know, like. And in saying that too, because um, I do want to play uh, some Adriatic shortly, but okay. before we do, you also play acoustic as well. So yeah, I started doing that at the start of this year. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, was, how was that a new thing as well that you've taken on, or have you have you always started that as well, like drums? Yeah, no, I. I mean, I've been playing guitar since I was, like I said, 12, 13, so a fair while. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even own an acoustic guitar until uh, like 18 months ago or something. It's all electric guitar. You know, that's quite funny. I'm about the same as well. Yeah. About two years ago was when I bought my first acoustic, yep. but it wasn't the electric that I got when yep. I was like 15. And I got it just to, just to bang around on. Just it seems it seems silly to be a guitarist for fifteen years and not own an acoustic. I was like, "Come on, dude! Like, just get the acoustic, even if you don't use it much." Well, I'm I I, I originally had two guitars, uh, but I got rid of one, so I only have one one electric now and one acoustic. But I do want to get myself a bass. Yep. So I can have one of each. So yep. I can, like, you know, I've got the basic gist on how to play chords and all that jazz. You've got the options that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've always wanted to learn how to play bass. Yeah, too. Bass, is, um, bass is great fun, man. Two less strings or one less string, whatever. And, well, and, bass is cool because if you can play guitar... I mean, that's not the only reason why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Continue. Bass is awesome. If you can play guitar, you can at least noodle along. You can follow along on bass. But then there's a whole other avenue of techniques and things you can learn that are specific to the bass. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, it's good because you'll have a leg up from like a complete beginner yeah but then yeah once you if you're learning like pop and slap stuff or if you're learning you know how to really groove on a bass it's totally different than playing guitar is it how much of it is theory based for you compared to just doing like coming up with a riff and then just recording it is is there any in between or yeah there is for me there's a i know a little bit of theory mm-hmm. so for uh, how to explain it for me learning the theory is so you know so you know how to get particular feelings or things like that. So yeah. I, I'm, I don't know. I've never properly learned theory, but I feel like the way it's taught to a lot of beginners is sort of backwards. Like to me, learning the theory is so... Let's say I'm halfway through a riff or I'm halfway through writing a song and I think to myself, okay, I want this song... This is like a real basic idea. I want this yeah. song to take a, t- a, take a sad turn. If you don't know theory, you don't know what chord you can use to evoke a sad emotion. Yeah, yeah, but if, but yeah, if, you, know, right, but if yeah. you know the theory, you can straight away go, "Oh, cool! I need to use a minor chord." That's like a real dumbed down basic idea. But yeah. like you know, every every note on your instrument is capable of evoking a certain emotion or a certain feeling, or to put an idea in someone's head. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, if you want, uh, like if I go Dillinger Escape Plan, a lot of the chords they use, uh, they call it like a I call it like a flat five or like a diminished fifth chord. Mm-hmm. It sounds very chaotic and hectic, and so when they use that instead of a power chord straight away it sounds more insane yeah and then so they take that chord and they play an insane blast beat or a tricky drum pattern over it and it, it sounds like nothing you've ever heard you know yeah um, or you can use um you know power chords a great example of a very a powerful sounding because it's just the note and then the fifth which sounds very 
regal and big sounding without being too complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you've got, you know, major and minor thirds. And then if you get into jazz stuff, it's like seventh and ninth and 11th chords. But they all give you different flavors. And I think learning that stuff is important, but not just for the sake of learning theory, but yeah. to, to use in your writing to be like, I want this song to make people think of space. Do you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then being yeah. able to have the theory to be like, oh, okay, I need to use this ninth chord. And that yeah. will that will evoke an idea in someone, you know. Yeah. I think that's the cool thing about no. I know, like I said, a little bit of theory, yeah. but um, I always want to learn more. And I know there are some people that are like, uh, if you learn theory, then you're like stuck in a box or whatever. Like you try and because you know what to do. Because yeah, because you, you know you what the rules are and stuff. But yeah. I don't think um, there would be anyone who ever learned a skill and then were sad that they improved <laughs> their knowledge base you know yeah when you think of it that way it's like fuck oh, i yeah. can always go better from here yeah exactly it's not yeah. like it's a bad thing yeah <laughs> i can get better yeah uh, do you have a preference in playing in dropped tunings or do you prefer to keep it like being instead of like because when you're playing chords or power chords yep. and stuff like that when you have it in the drop tuning it makes it a hell of a lot easier not to have to play it with yeah you, know, you can just play it down with with you know, one finger, one finger, lock it down, baby. Do you, do, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you find that to be limiting when you play in drop tunings in in creating? Like, I think I think it's just a, a different approach. Like if I'm if I'm in a drop tuning, you know you've got that that one finger power chord sort of thing. Yeah. Um. And but then you know as well if I want to do a minor chord on that low string, now I I need a different shape. You know, like it's a different shape than if I'm in a standard tuning. Yeah. Right. So I think it's just a different. What what a different idea? Are you on eight strings with Adriatic? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I'm. I mean, I'm the drummer, so I'm not. But well, you're not. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's eight strings. It's tuned down to F. Down to F. Yeah. So I used to, back in back in my love for the core days, I used to have yep. my six stringer tuned down to drop G most yep. of the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I loved writing shit in that yep. tuning. It was just so heavy. It was well, so good. The eight string, a normal eight string tuning, I think, goes down to G. And Tom yeah. was like, not low enough. We're yeah. down tuning a step. Yeah, the next, yeah, the <laughs> we're next going down, down a step. F, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, so is Tom the lefty, or is yeah. he? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that rig that he's got as well. I, it's been a while since I've seen an eight-string lefty. It's um, it's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Um, yeah it's so awesome. I'm, I'm a lefty as well. So ah, I love, sick. Yeah, and I, it, we're a rare breed. I know that. I think it's um, a is it agile. I think is the guitar. Brands that he plays. Oh, okay. Um, I I couldn't tell from when I watched it last. I thought it was Schecter that he had. I know Schecter. Mm, he did have a Schecter at some point, but yeah. I think he, I think he's playing it agile at the moment. Uh, okay, mine mine for the moment uh, until I get the chance to get seven or eight or nine strings, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is, I want to try. For the moment, I'm an ESP guy. Yep. I like I like that brand. Yeah, I, sweet. I've, I've got the EC1000, and I've had that one for a fair while too. I actually bought it from a muso down in Sydney a few years ago. Okay, when they were still a band, so I'm like, oh. I know this guy's reliable. He yeah. can't be selling me a dodgy one, so I'm like, not if it's his his stage guitar. Yeah, it yeah. was his stage guitar as well yep. too. He had he was selling his recording one and he was selling his stage one. Yeah, and right. I'm like yeah. I'll go to the stage one. I already have a black guitar, so yeah. I'll go to the red one. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've red had is, that. red is the fastest color. So. It is, it yeah. is, and yeah, I love I love my fast fast music too. So it was great. <laughs> it was oh, it was just a really nice guitar to play yep. on too. Yeah, sweet. Um, I use a an ESP for audiomachy stuff. Yeah, so just it's a their entry level like f50 or whatever it is uh, the, the weird weird sort of pointy one but is it kind of like the 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 gibson uh, sg look or whatever or no it's kind of like uh like if there was a strat but it was like chiseled out of granite it's like kind of 
kind of vaguely uh, two horn shaped, but it's kind of pointy and weird. I think I have an, yeah, I yeah. think I know what you're talking about. But yeah. I, it's a, mine one's like the entry level one, but I've got some Demazio pickups installed oh, okay. in it and stuff. So it's, it's pretty banger. See, for me too, um, technology in guitars yep. it just fucks with me. <laughs> I know from what I've been told that EMG pickups are good. Yep. I have EMG pickups in my ESP. Cool. That's all I know. Man, I, um, I feel like <laughs> people get really snobby about tone pickups and the kind of wood yeah. it's made of or the kind of bridge you've got on your guitar. Man, just play the just play the guitar, would you? Like, yeah. <laughs> it, you all think, of that stuff is gets, like the icing on the cake, but if you're not a good player or if you're not writing cool songs... It, what's the point of having a good It's rig? not going to matter, you know? Yeah. No, a, good, a good player can make anything sound good. Yeah. You know? With whatever gear that With they what, have. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, sp- speak of the devil, we got Adriatic playing in the background. Um, Hell yeah. So we're going to have a jam from Planina. You didn't happen to write on this one though, did you? No, I was uh, a massive fan of Adriatic. They used to jam next door to me in, when I was in my old band. At, like that um, would have been annoying. At no, like a, <laughs> they would have been so loud. <laughs> they were very loud. Yeah. It was still super bassy. I remember that specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like, you know, you'd jam at a, at a rehearsal space and then we'd have a break and then they'd be having a break and we'd hang out and stuff. Yeah. And so like I already knew the guys for like 10 years Before, uh, and, it and just, I was a fan of them. And then one day they're like, hey, we need a drummer. And I was like, oh man, how fun would that be to try out? And like be in Adriatic, that'd be ridiculous. Like, and, and so you did try. And out. I did try out, and they invited me in, so I was psyched. But that was that was a couple of years ago now, and yeah, uh, Planino was a 2013 release, yeah. I believe. So yeah, yep. okay. So you don't have too much influence on this song. No, but you're I, in this band. Man, so. I had nothing to do with this song. Yeah. But have you add? We still we still play these songs like in our set. So in in any of the old stuff, do you add in like a little cheeky bit of yourself into the songs just yeah. to change it up? The drums are pretty different. Mm. Um, if anything, it's the opposite. I like I add in stuff that used to be in the songs, like as a bit of texture, ah. and the rest of it's like it's all me sort of thing. Right? Okay. Yeah. Because that's, that's interesting. Now yeah. I'm gonna have to pay attention when you guys play live then and listen <laughs> yeah. to that shit because yeah. I've gotten used to hearing the the beat from that. Yep. And, from that. Yep. And I've only seen Adriatic twice now, so now I'm gonna actually pay some more attention to yeah. it when I see it, which will be interesting. Well, I like my drumming influences. Like again, Chris Penny from the old Dillinger stuff. Yeah. And like um, John Carroll, Number Twelve looks like you. Yeah. Like those really technical. I'm nowhere near that good, but that's what I try and sound, that, well, sound like. You know, you've got to aspire to someone in yeah. order to want to yep. take it to that next yep. level. If you're just thinking, oh, I just I can get through, like just keep the beat or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you, there's, I could only imagine that there wouldn't be as like the drive to want to learn the new thing wouldn't be as high as saying I want to be as good as this dude. Yeah, what do I need to do in order to be as good as him? So yeah, the drive it. will always be there, sort yep. of thing. You're always improving and, and, yeah. and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's really interesting to 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 listen out for now as well. So I'm going to be doing that. Heck yeah. So we're going to play Inertia from Adriatic. Do you happen to know much about the song itself, or uh, let's see, pop it on a string. Oh, I'll have to get Stoy on the phone and tell me what the song <laughs> tell me what the song means. That's man. all right. All you need to know is that it's a banger. Um, yeah, and it, it's one of my faves off the EP. Uh, is it considered an EP because of the amount of songs on it, or is it? Um, I think that's just what you call a that's, release that's got like five or six tracks on it. That, right? Yeah, like, I've, I've wondered that sometimes. Like if you get to like we got a few songs, let's just fucking put it out there. Yeah, you know. Yep. Where, whether we call it an EP or not, you know, that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, we're going to have a jam of inertia um, and we will be back right after. 
I mean, that was twenty. That was six years ago. Inertia, right? Yep, it's the math still, checks out. But yeah, even now, it still sounds. You know, I wouldn't say relevant, but like the sound, the sound can still hold up to today for what you'd be listening to, right? I think so, man. It might just be because I'm so used to the song. Yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, that's that's absolutely a banger. Like, I, well, <laughs> when I when I first heard it, yeah, I would think that it wasn't something released six years ago. You know, like just uh, keeping keeping music uh, like relatable to today's sound sort of thing yeah is is I wouldn't say like it is a challenge I could I can definitely see well like, I, th- I think it's like you don't want to chase a trend because then you yeah. will immediately be dated to whenever that trend was a trend you know and it's but that's the thing too I think it's incredibly easy to fall into those trends because yeah no matter no matter kind of what sound that your band has you will always find yourself fitting into a certain group of bands that oh, always sure. play I wouldn't say always play together but like you're in that group of like all like say say with the back room it's not a bad thing it, it fits to the crowd anyway yeah. but say a lot of the shows that are put on at the back room are very metal orientated right? yeah that, he puts on a lot of shows that's sort of thrashy yeah. like briz metal sort of sound for yeah, sure yeah. like the fact that I just call it the briz metal sound yeah. is like a Confirming what you're saying, well, <laughs> like exactly. Yeah, people know that backroom has always got like thrashy metal gigs on. You totally. Know? Yeah. Um, and you know, I th- same I with the punk punk group as yep. well, like Fat Louis, The Zoo, um, Crowbar, uh, totally. Rick's Bar, even sometimes. Yeah. Uh, losing track now, uh, but I know there's more. Like Tomcat, they do shows as well there yep. too. Um, but the same same dealio with like the hardcore and, and like the, the death core or whatever. Yep. Um, still the same, you know, Brightside, uh, that, yeah, Brightside has their own little sort of group. It's of almost like, like that's the sound. Yeah. I used yeah. to, um, I used to, there was a bunch of bands. It's not a heavy thing, but a bunch of bands like, um, the moldy lovers. And there was a bunch of like West end funk jazz sort of bands. And I was just like, Oh, it's, you know, it's like that West end funky jazz sort of sound like that yeah. West end sound. Cause there were so many uh, bands that were his merry men was another one. There are a few just, um, um, bands like Osaka punch sort of, they're like a heavier version of that, but yeah. there's like, yeah. Um, it's, it's weird how that happens. You just end up with bands who keep playing with each other and then they're influenced by each other. Mm. Um, I know in regular Gonzalez, I, I joke about it, but I, one of our songs, Conflict, is basically me trying to write a Masik song. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm mates with Simon and Rashid from Masik and I love their music. I do like Conflict as well. That's probably the one that I jam the most from you guys Thank too, you, dude. on the playlist. Yeah, now. well, that's that's me trying to write a Masik song. So <laughs> It's funny too because trying to write it, like, I mean, with with other people involved in the sound, it's a different sound that, you know, Masik yeah. and Gonzalez uh, have, but I mean, like, um, I wouldn't have picked that. That's what you were trying to do from yeah, that song. In- interesting, man. Well, rock and roll is um, the history of rock and roll is people trying to copy their heroes and getting it slightly wrong. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like, yeah. In in trying to write a Masik song, I wrote a Gonzalez song that's you know, to maybe totally different. But to me, when I hear that riff, I'm like, that could be a Masik song straight up. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. So, have you done that with any other like friends of bands and stuff like? Probably want to try and write a song similar to them or whatever. Yeah, and that, that's it, happened. It might not even be a whole song. It might just be an idea or even just like a feeling. Like, um, um, do you know Strange Fiction? They're yes. like a newer band. Yeah. Uh, my mate Jackson uh, joined them on guitar, and that's how I got into those guys. Oh, cool. But um, 
I was just like, these guys are amazing. They're like Brisbane's every time I die, pretty yep. much. And then I like, from their songs, I got ideas for my own riffs and like some new stuff that we're going to be putting in the new Gonzalez album mm. is like me taking inspiration from Strange Fiction. Yeah. Um, who, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a melting pot sort of thing. That, that leads on to another thing I wanted to ask too. Like for me, like, cause I'm, I'm in the process of starting to write some stuff again as well. Um, do you feel like now, like with with so much more access to music at your ears, do you find it kind of hard to to find that individuality when you're writing the stuff? Like thinking, for me, when I try and write shit, I'm thinking this is a sick riff, and I'm like, wait, I've heard it from somewhere. Oh man, you know, yeah, that a, a pain a I know all too well. I, I have that happen a lot because I listen to a lot more music now, and I'm trying to find new and interesting bands yeah. to get a part of, and especially local ones too. Like I, I want them to come on here and like tell me what they're what they're all about and how they come up with their stuff too so i'm always trying to find new music and when i'm trying to write my own now i'm like fuck yeah yeah you, know, you know it's not like i'm not creatively stunted or anything it's just uh, i've heard like say I'll, I'll write something and i just feel like it's too similar and i don't want to be like that guy that yeah writes something that sounds the same as something else it's yep. just like a constant battle well i i think sometimes you do write a riff and then you realize oh that is actually already somebody's riff but if you write something that's like kind of similar like nowadays i just say ah it's kind of similar to that but whatever everything's been done already and i'm going to put my own spin on the rest of the song anyway so mm -hmm. you know it's not like uh like one, one, again one of the new gonzalez songs i think one of the bits is kind of like a dr parallax idea oh uh, yeah but i'm not gonna be like oh i accidentally ripped off a whole parallax song because you know the song goes in its own direction it's just a, like a little idea that i was like oh maybe i was inspired by those guys yeah but right. um but i definitely have written riffs and then like well, a while later being like oh no wait i can't use that it is actually somebody else's riff already <laughs> like it's it, that is yeah. it's not like a little bit the same it's actually the exact notes and tempo and everything <laughs> but e even more embarrassing like, i've done that to my own songs <laughs> I, I wrote a new a new I'm like this song this will be great for a new Gonzalez song I'm like hang on that's already a Gonzalez song what if you had not realized that and released it how, I would, would, you have, how would you have felt man I would love for that to happen yeah. and for someone else to point out it's like dude do you know you stole your own riff I kind of feel like and I don't mean to have it sound like a dig but I feel like that's what ACDC is like every time they release a new album ACDC is amazing man they put out the same album every release well that's what yeah it's the same fucking beat yeah. every song but that's why you know? I try not to be like oh I can't use that riff it's too similar to something else because yeah. you look at what the world's biggest band and it's ACDC you know yeah. like and all of their songs are the same basically the same thing same, so like, same beat same so like, like guitar sound yeah so I think don't stress about being too like the fact that you're thinking about I don't want to do the same thing twice mm. means you you're you're being creative and you're, you're trying to yeah you're going to work around it anyway yeah 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 no that makes that makes all the sense in the world um so going from adriatic uh going on from adriatic i should say uh because they're also on the lineup you guys just came out with the schema festival announcement yeah um, cool so so yeah tell us a little bit more about that well that was the first uh lineup announcement that mm -hmm. we've released um we had some like teaser images and um and like little little drip feeds of, of information about Schema Fest this year. So we did, um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Schema is a group of Brisbane bands uh, that sort of um, joined together, like create, uh, joined forces to start putting on our own gigs and um, help each other out and 
um, meet other cool new bands who might not fit into the the standard mold or might uh, basically we were just kind of bummed at playing other people's shows and um, no one really puts the effort in and everyone just sort of shows up and plays to a not many people and that's the you know we've all we've all been there we've all been there local shows you know yeah so we we wanted to put our own stuff on and see if we could inspire something in people to get out so um like adriatic a lot of the lyrics are uh, like it's brutal music but the lyrics are quite positive yes yeah that's one thing that i really liked about them as well yeah cool you get from the from a lot of heavy bands like the the initial thought is oh they're playing heavy shit they're gonna write and and speak and you know project heavy yep. shit as well but not not necessarily no it always it's have to come from that area yeah and and schema like the uh, the collective of schema is all about positive social engagement and 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 making the different you know being the difference that you want to see and and things like that so so last year we put on our first uh, schema festival we had 60 bands playing over two days at the east Brisbane bowls club um it was great fun we had some uh, we met some really cool musicians um, we had a lot of like under twenty five, like more sort of younger bands, uh, younger demographics. Yeah, younger demographics. I love, I love hearing about more of the younger demographic, especially 100%. staying involved in it because yeah. I was one of them. Yeah, you know, and that's what got me, you know, listening and still being involved in music now. Yeah, totally. The fact that I started when I did those, you know, from like sixteen to you know twenty ish. That's when your taste develops, and that's yeah, that's when your attitude sort of gets set. I think so. If if you can. If we can put kids in a situation where they're like hanging out with friends, hearing awesome bands, and that's like that's nostalgic for them, mm. like that's just going to drive their whole, you know, <laughs> yeah, the whole future yeah. going forward. They're going to want to chase that feeling again, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I want I want my kid, especially if he's if he gets involved in music and stuff when he's older, um, I want him to have the option to be able to go out, and yeah, do exactly what I did, totally, go to mosh and have a good time, and and you know find out what the etiquette's like especially yeah. <laughs> like my, my etiquette of uh, finding out what a crowd killing pit was like um, wasn't fun no so at least I can say to them if you see people swinging arms just avoid it if you don't want to get hit yeah that's it <laughs> see I never I never just slag them off behind their backs and yeah yeah no one likes crowd killing they'll go away eventually <laughs> see I didn't know that when I went into my first like pit yeah um, like it was heavy bands all that shit um, and yeah, I I was wondering why the fuck it was empty in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So you just and wandered I'm like, in. I'm walking straight through to the front. I'm like, this is fucking sick. No, I got yeah. a front and row. Then, like, big, <laughs> big, uh, big part of the song comes as uh, it's playing. Uh, and then they all start swinging. I'm like, shit. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just like down, uh, covering up. And I'm just like getting to the front. Um, you know, but like... I found out what that's like. I didn't want to be a part of it. So yeah, that's cool. You know, yeah. I prefer like the like the Slayer mosh pits and all that. So, I, you know, like that kind of mosh pit for me. Is yeah, a mosh like a mosh pit, not a you know, not not, not a. I'm going to f- just physically beat someone up. Like throw that's, my limbs anywhere. Yeah, I like, possibly can. Look, like I, like if it's done, say like if it's done where they ex- where they know that people going into it could potentially sort of thing. Right, they can do it, whatnot. But you know, keep it to them. Yeah, you know, that's that's always been my thing. Like you can do it. I'm not. I don't like it. But yeah, you can do it, but just don't hurt anyone. You know. Yeah, like, that's it. Your your freedoms end where my nose starts. You know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want a foot to the face. That's, no, that's what happened to me as well. You got, like, yeah, I got I got kicked in the head uh, when I wasn't. Um, this was at Club Two Nine Nine. Right. Uh, and this was an under eighteen show. It was Prom Queen back when they did the Say Goodbye Tour. Right. So um, so what happened was. 
someone committed a crime. It's <laughs> literally what it is. Like it was very dark. So yeah. I mean, like, uh, sure, lighting is a factor, but still, like, yeah, um, just caught the the end of someone's boot across the face, and I'm yeah. on the ground. That and sucks, like, man. Yeah, yeah, like seeing a bit of that white flashiness, and I'm yeah. like, that's not good. No, um, but I'm 16, and I don't care. I definitely just, don't condone. No, no. That I sort mean, of I'm thing. Not, I, I like, like you said, a mosh pit is like everyone's crammed together. You're jumping, shoving maximum. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love that. I love that shit. Yeah. Like just just not, it's it's that kind of energy where you know it's not really like forced anger or anything. It's, it's so just, positive. Yeah. A mosh pit is such a positive place. It is. And it like is. someone slips and falls down and before they even hit the floor, 20 people are picking them back up. That's my favorite thing, man. And like yeah. that person is going like above everyone's heads like yeah. to celebrate. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And if they are in trouble, the first thing they do is when they do pick them up, if it's at a festival or a yeah. big show, is they pick them up and they keep picking them up and they... That's it. Send them they on get, their they way. get them out of there so they can recover and they can jump back in when they're ready. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's that's a mosh pit, man. It's a happy, positive, fun place for cool friends. Yeah. To like, to just release some energy together. I'll it's, tell you what, though. Like, Slipknot gets some hectic energy when they play. Yeah. Like every, I've been in one of their mosh pits before, and it wasn't a, it wasn't like it's was only a minor crush or whatever. But like when they got when they first start, every time I've like because I've seen them a couple of times, both times they've started playing. Just you just feel the whole crowd. Oh yeah, the whole crowd just suddenly gets this sudden. Yeah, shit's gonna go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you feel it like from the people around you, like it starts getting a bit more fast paced. Yeah, gaps get a little smaller. Well, like it's you know that that's just my experience from the last yeah. Like, I mean, times I've seen them. Everyone wants to be safe, but at the end of the day, it is a dangerous act. Like cramming as many people oh, as you can yeah. into a tiny space. Like yeah, not you don't have the ability to look overhead and be like okay no we're actually getting everyone we're getting too crowded now we got to space this out a bit like it's yeah. not happened, you know <laughs> yeah that's right um yep. and so with schema you've got it instead of this year being at the bowls club you've got it at the bright side and the zoo is that correct yeah i thought we'd try something a bit more legitimate uh, I've back, always, yeah. having said that backbone is an awesome venue um, oh yeah, yeah like yeah when 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 you uh, I didn't like when we were, it was first announced. I was like, "Oh, it's at a bowls club," but it's not. It's a venue. Like, yeah. it's not actually a bowls club. It used to be. Yeah. And now right. it's a venue called Backbone. Yeah. But um, yeah, this year we're at Brightside and and the Zoo over so over two days, November sixteenth and seventeenth. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you go. Oh, I was about to say, what what made you go with those two venues rather than rather than anyone else? Was it just first in best dress? Like, cause I've always was, wondered about that. Yeah, it was kind of that and kind of logistics and, and like our budgets and what, what mm. was on offer. And also uh, because we want that all ages aspect. So we couldn't just, you know, do something at like, you know, the Triffid or something like that, you know, where it's 18 plus only, or they do all ages, but they like, do. But I think it was with, when you, when you do shows like that, it's there's, like, there's all sorts of rules and with liquor yeah, licensing yeah, and, and it, security and, and it, like, it gets a bit money and I can only imagine that it would probably have a bit more cost. Yeah. It's, it's occurring yeah, to it yeah. because of that, which does suck. But I mean, with an all ages show, but we, we had, we, we, that's the whole point of schema is we want that positive social engagement yeah. and we want, younger people and you know we want that sort of vibes you know so we we weren't gonna ditch that in favor of different venues but it just worked out this year it worked out that um bridey and the zoo mm-hmm. were able to cater to what we're trying to do so wasn't it originally the the drive-in you were going to do it at because i'm it, sure it, i saw a flyer saying it was going to be at the drive it, it could still be <laughs> yeah because <laughs> no, the one i've seen recently was saying the zoo but i just had like i've 
I figured because it was at the bright side that maybe the next day might be at the the Valley Drive-in just next door. Yeah, it could be the zoo and the yeah. drive-in. Yeah, rather than the Valley Drive-in Brady. is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, um, which is like that's like the it's the car park. The car side, park. Yeah, bright side, right? Yeah, 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 it's right next door. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I, I yeah, uh, I just remember seeing zoo at one point. But yeah, anyway, it's fact, definitely zoo, and it's definitely. Yeah. Well, I say definitely, definitely the zoo. Yeah. And if it's Brightside, we might just be saying Brightside, but it's actually the Valley. Right. Uh, what's it called? Valley Driving. I'm pretty <laughs> valley sure. Valley yeah. uh, How good of a hype person am I? I don't even uh, know. Don't even know where my festival's being well, held. <laughs> well, it's only just come out today. Yeah. So I tell you, tell you what, guys. When it gets to November 16th and 17th, just wander around the valley and just <laughs> shout the word schemer, and someone will <laughs> someone will come pick you up. <laughs> It'll it, you'll you'll turn up with someone popping around the corner, going, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, yeah, <laughs> come this way, good sir." Rashid will be prowling the town, yeah. <laughs> getting people through the door. Um, so, and you obviously you've only released the first part of the lineup. Um, getting a festival together, getting the bands together. How's how's that process been like? How how has it been in the past, and what has it been like this yeah, time around? It was it was super cool. Um, we basically just put the word out. Schema applications, you know, send in your send in your applications. Any bands are interested in playing, mm-hmm. and we got so many uh, applications. I don't know the exact figure. I'm just gonna guess it was like 90-ish or something like that yeah. it, could, it could be more but i think that's a ballpark yeah right you know that's how many people uh, bands we got applying i mean that's that's a pretty good sign as well i think from like a, i wouldn't say a business perspective but just from a um like reputation wise a community well. thing you yeah. know we started schema a couple of years ago yeah and, and like 90 plus bands for a festival yeah, yeah like um i like to think that we've been doing good work and getting a bit of a bit of a name and people hear the word schema they have positive thoughts so yeah yeah <clears throat> but um but yeah we did that last for the first schema fest mm-hmm. and we got a whole heap of applications and there's a vetting process obviously i'd love everyone to play but it's practically impossible but yeah <laughs> but um but yeah we again we um we yeah had, had listened to every band that applied and we um have a chat about it and decide you know who's accept you know who's acceptable and what we're trying to do and again we like the idea of getting like younger bands and uh, on board and we're also focusing on like um lgbtq plus i'm not sure how many letters L-G-B-Q-T-I. are in it g b q t i i could have that in the wrong order plus um yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah but um uh female uh bands with female members bands with um uh yeah all that all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff so a bit bit of diversity was good because I don't know I'm kind of <laughs> no offence straight white men but <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of sick of us just <laughs> you know being the entire lineup. <laughs> yeah no I mean uh, that is the the day and age now as well yeah um, but that's not a bad thing you know? oh like, no of course not you I'm know not... like it, it's something that is awesome to see like when I when well, I that, started. sorry. That's that's the cool thing is we got so many applications, that oh, yeah, so many diverse yeah. applications. We didn't we didn't have to be like, all right, we're setting a quota and we're going to have this many female bands. You know, yeah. It's just through the gigs we've done and the people we've met. This is this that, is what's come more, out of it. Yeah, yeah. So we've, I mean, we've got an awesome um, a roster of bands that we're going to be able to show off at Schema Fest. So yeah, exactly. And you know, when like you're saying with all these bands now coming through that do have the diversity throughout it it was not it wasn't like that like 10 years ago no but you know they were it was just it was a very dominated industry especially for the heavier side of stuff as well and you could see it but over time it has 
progressively shown that it can actually be better than than just being straight white. <laughs> <Like it's, laughs> but like that is a thing too. Like and seeing more inclusion and stuff like that as well. And you know. They fucking bang as well. Oh, like totally, man. Crave death, spitting teeth, caged existence. They're like three big, like big heavy bands yep. just off the top of my head, um, and they're all female fronted. Yep. Freedom of Fear is another one that's just come out with a like an album EP sort of thing, but if it, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, totally. You know? What what I hate is that um, that's still like a like a gimmick, if you will. Yeah. Like be, ah, like it shouldn't be. But know? it shouldn't yeah. be. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. Like when, when someone pitches these bands, they'll be like, oh, they're great. They're like a female-fronted punk rock band. I'm just like, dude, just say they're a punk rock band. Like, yeah. you know, like that shouldn't be the selling point, but that's that's what we're trying to get to is that that won't be the selling point, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because at the moment they're, they're, they're in the phase of, wanting people to know that they're showing the inclusiveness whereas yeah, it should yeah. you know, that's, that's it, never, it wasn't really showed to begin with and they got caught out for yeah. it now they're showing it but yep. now we're like well it shouldn't have happened in the first place yeah so. that's, that's exactly yeah. it like I said we shouldn't it, it shouldn't be that we're like trying to hit a quota of female fronted band or something it should just happen because that's how many artists there are yeah. you know and that's what we've found with the applications that's what we're getting yeah. with our schema fest which is, which is rad you know? so how many is there going to be on the full lineup? Um, let me just get on the phone real quick and find out. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I would assume similar to what we did last year. Last year we had sixty something, so yeah, it'd, it'd yeah. be something like that. Okay. Well, maybe It'll a better be- maybe a better question. How many? So this was the first reveal. How many reveals have you got lined up? How many bands were announced on this? I think there was maybe about fifteen. I so, think because yeah. Wind Waker was the headline, and I was yeah. going to ask as well. Uh, Fuck it. Forget about the like how many bands are on it. We know there's going to be about we know there's going to be about sixty again. Um, Wind Waker are they the headliner or are they going to be? They are a headliner. A headliner. Yep. Okay, that's yep. probably a better thing to say because now we know there's going to be someone else. Oh yeah, someone else. Yeah, just um, stay tuned. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of pretty cool. Um, and like, so were they ones that applied as well or did you reach out to them? Oh, we may have reached out to them. We reached out to a lot of people. Because um, I know they've just recently released stuff and they've been on tour and they've, they're kind of getting a bit of a, a, a following of sorts, I suppose. Like, yeah, uh, sure, yeah. And um, we, We've got an awesome like, group of like, the, schema, the core schema organisers yeah. um, who have got a lot of contacts, a lot of friends, um, and we've been reaching out to a lot of people and seeing which bands schedules and like line up. So like if they've got releases and stuff, uh, right, and, and we don't want to, yeah, yeah, we don't want to book them for Schema Fest if they're doing their own thing like two weeks down the track or something. Like we don't want to step yeah. on their turf or anything like that. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll it can always draw away from the attention of what they're trying to do. Oh, you'd never um, want to you'd never yeah. want to do that. We want to work together. Like yeah, um, and it, like it's never an intentional thing. Like no. unless they tell you or unless you already know or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. Communication is obviously a very big thing too. Communication is key, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we, otherwise you won't know if yeah. they're going to like, oh yeah, I'm fucking so keen. Let's do it. Let's. Oh wait, no, I'm supposed to be doing a tour. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. like, and then you got to be like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, festivals for me, um, I, I like them. I want them to to hang around yep. as well. Yeah, for sure. Because like like you said before, you bring a there's. You bring diversity with the lineup. You you can have so many different genres. Well, that's um, that's one thing I like about uh, usually the schema gigs and in particular schema fest is it's not just a heavy thing. Yeah, um, we've got a pretty wide range um, of of bands. Yeah, um, we've got 
even in schema like the quote-unquote schema bands the bands that sort of started with schema mm-hmm. we've got like you know mastic and adriatic like the real heavy stuff mm-hmm. but then we've got like gonzalez and firth or like firth more like punk rock and then we've got like homeless yellow which is like uh yeah rock and alternative sort of stuff as well so homeless yellow is one that i hadn't heard of yet but firth yeah yep. mastic adriatic gonzalez um there were a couple other that were under the banner um the, is it not black catapult yeah, I, were they under the banner? Not, not real. Like they're not one of the main bands. Yeah, but right. we've we've done gigs with them before. You've, yeah, so. right. Yeah. that that's where I think uh, um, remembered the name. Yep. Um the most recent one you did was actually out at the Acacia Ridge Hotel. That was the last show I think you did, wasn't it? Or was yeah, it so that, that wasn't a schema organized gig, but okay, Gonzalez yep. was on the bill, so um, I always like to. Just you know, bring up the name Schema when I'm at a <laughs> at a gig that we're doing. That was Kenoth. Um, they had their EP launch. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Every time I see that, I just think of adding "fuck" in front of it. Oh, that's the yeah. that's is the that, awesome pun of the band, man. The is band's that the, called. Is that, is that the reason why? I think. Um, <laughs> I think it's like a it's a play on words because it's like yeah. Kenoth is like a funny Australian like oh, fucking oath, you know. Yeah. But also, it's like a double meaning because it's like the oath is like you know like yeah. a like a brotherhood sort of things like the kin like the family oath. oath so there's like a they probably came up with the name as a joke and then retroactively were like oh no it could mean kin <laughs> oath not just kin oath you know <laughs> do you like rad playing, bando yeah no they are um do you do you like playing at hotels like that that yeah. one surprised me i wasn't sure what to expect i hadn't played acacia ridge uh, I, used, I, I know that area um i used to work out there a fair bit so well there's a, a big I've seen that hotel before they just reworked it there, um, yeah, there's a big underground space that used to be a really legit stage, really legit area. Okay. Um, that area is basically like a storage shed at the moment, but they're working <laughs> yeah. on turning that back into a venue. Ah, uh, cool. We were in sort of one of the smaller function rooms, but it worked great because it was like small and intimate um, for like a local EP release. It's exactly what you want. So yeah, it was yeah. great. It was great. Because I suppose like if you're playing to a room that could fit more people I oh if we if we had played in that massive space that was next door to where we actually played it would have been so lame like yeah we would have taken up like 10 percent of it man it's a huge space like. yeah right <laughs> that that too i suppose like <clears throat> if you see smaller crowds and stuff motivationally does it does it take you out a bit of it or do you just love the music so much that you just don't give a shit you know i'd like to say that that is the case but of yeah. course like if you're playing to a nearly empty room like it's a bit of a bummer, of course, but yeah. you you can't um you can't show that like and we still have fun like in this day and age is it almost insulting like if you play in 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 an empty room when you have so many avenues to uh ex- uh like to 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 show the gig to promote it sort of thing or? I don't think I've ever been insulted no I wouldn't say insulting mm. um it's it's like no one puts on a show and intentionally makes it a bad show. Yeah. So like an insult seems to like imply like some sort of intent, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm going to screw you guys over for some reason. So I don't, right. I'd like, you know, disappointing. Sure. But I think like, um, bands, myself included, bands just don't focus on, on promo enough. Like yeah. we don't, we don't, and it's not like we, we don't want to, we just don't know how to <laughs> right how yeah. to well, get people to get keen on these sort of shows you know yeah. and it's 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 always a problem you see well, with bands and the band will put up a couple of facebook posts and they they think that's enough that's enough promo. to do it yeah and it's like man this like studies show like someone has to see 
uh, like an ad for something seven times before it'll get lodged in their brain. Yeah. Before they decide whether they want to go or not. So if you're doing a show and your band has done less than seven Facebook posts about it, you haven't even done the bare minimum if someone were to see all of those posts, which I guarantee they won't anyway. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's tricky. There, There is definite work that needs to be done. Like, because it's not... It, I'm not saying, like, you personally would take it as an insult. It's just, like, that, that gut feeling that you get, you know? Like, yeah. when you come out, you're like, there's no people there, and you're like... I talked to so many people. Yeah. <laughs> they said they were so keen. It's like hitting that interested and that's just, that Yeah. That's that thing, man. Hey, like as in a society these days because everyone's so connected and like everything is always online and stuff. No one has to commit to anything, you know. Brisbane's pretty bad for it though. Oh man, I think I think it's probably a problem everywhere, but like it used to be the case before social media and stuff. If you if you were meeting your friend somewhere, you were meeting your friend somewhere. Yeah. Like you planned it a week ago. You haven't spoken to them. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't not show up. What are you going to do? <laughs> They're going to be there all by themselves. You've got to show up, you know? Yeah, Nowadays, it'd be five minutes for a gig and you're like, oh, I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. And it's so relatable too because me, even but, as a listener, sometimes <laughs> I can just, oh, fuck, I said I wanted to go, but yeah. fuck. There's, I try not to complain about it anymore yeah. because I do the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm mad keen on a show and then that afternoon rolls around and I'm like... You're like, fuck, it, where's the motivation going? Dude, I'm just like not feeling it now, you know? Like, yeah. So yeah. I try not to get mad at someone like, or disappointed yeah. if they had said they were coming and then they bailed for like... That's what I always say with my mates. I'm like, if you want to bail on anything, you don't even need a reason. Yeah. You can just be like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know what? I've been in that situation, so I gotta I gotta let them do it. <laughs> yeah. Well for if you know if you know that they're playing shows regularly as well, you can always just be like, Oh, I don't want to go to that one, I can go to this one. Yeah, well know? that's that's the trap too. A lot of yeah. local bands will play the same area too often. So mm. it's like a less of a special thing, you know? If yeah. if you know your mate's band's only playing once in this like three month period in, in your town yeah you're more likely to go than if you know they're playing every week yeah know? absolutely you do little things here and there as well to promote like you said uh, we were talking about just before um, like uh, meme shit and stuff that you're coming up with as well that's <laughs> yeah, quite dude. funny like yeah. I enjoy that like when I see it um, the last one I saw was you putting someone's opinion in the bin or something yeah was that, yeah <laughs> that was that was me bagging out um jackson from strange fiction yeah he, he was he was talking trash about something and then you're I like i think he, he's he said something like um i like my what was it uh I like my coffee like I like my craft beer in the fucking bin or something like that. Yeah, it was some. It's it, it ended with in the bin. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then the, and then I took a screenshot of his comment and I like animated it going into a bin. And I was like, "This is what I think of Jackson's <laughs> comments about things going in the bin." I love that shit. <laughs> That's it. But it, as well for Mar- like for you've done a couple for like um, marketing your shows and promoting yeah. your shows and whatnot. I love that stuff. Well, it started. I, that gets my attention. And it totally started with me just being like. Um, how many times do you put up a band, like a flyer for a gig and it gets one like, mm. you know? And I was like, ah. But then you look at posts. Uh, we've always said there's a there's like a an inverse proportion. Like the amount of attention a post gets is inversely proportional to how much effort you put in. Mm. So if you're putting on a gig, you've organized a show, you've made this wicked flyer, it's taken you ages to do, you post it up, it'll get two likes. Yeah. But if you're like, I ran out of bread this morning and you post that, it'll get 50 likes and like 100 shares. It's, it's funny too, like, I do the same thing with like because with my uh, with the podcast page. You'd like know, I, man. You'd I, know. I shared like yeah. the flyers all the time because one, that's what I do. Like yeah. it's it's showing gigs on of the of the week and the weekend and stuff like that. And you'll see it in the reach. And like I don't really trust the 
the it's probably all gigs numbers but yeah, that's but all we got to go on so that's what you use the, the number scheme on how like Facebook works and shit I'm a bit I'm still a bit like really yeah. sort of thing yeah. like in terms of reach wise and whatnot. but you know the general consensus is always the same with flyers and gigs they always have the same amount of reach yeah, and then very say low. I'll share uh, a, a link cat from, picture <laughs> yeah a fucking cat picture or like a, a, a thing shared from Wall of Sound or something like that that's an yep. article the reach just spikes yep. exponentially. Totally. I remember I shared, and this is going back when old mate from The Prodigy passed away. Oh, yes. Um, and I'd seen that. I was like, oh, fuck. I used to be into them when they started yep. too. Like, that kind of sucks. So I'd shared that. And then fucking out of nowhere, like, post before that, 12, 20 people reached. Yep. This one had hit, like, 680 fucking people. Yep. And had been shared God knows how many times. Yep. I'm like... Where's that? Yep, I, Where's that come from? Exactly, yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't care because... Well, I mean, I do care because... But, like, it's music-related, so the content is still being shared that I want to share. But, yep. like, not always the one the, the ones that I want to have that big bump. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere they near. They don't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, the, like, the minuscule, like, kind of, like, not clickbaity, but just, like, articles that have got news, music-related. Yeah. You want to click and read? Fucking everyone sees That's that. That's it, yeah. You know? Well, I, I started, I think, I just wanted to... Like I heard that videos do better, like on the Facebook yeah. algorithm. So I was like, okay, well, instead yeah, of do, instead of sharing yeah. a flyer, I'll make a video. So it was, I was just gonna like two camera, be like, hey guys, check out our gig, such and such is playing. And then I was like, I got to put a joke in, otherwise it's a boring video. Mm. And that video did really well. And I was like, oh, okay, so like people, it seems obvious when you think about it. Like, okay, people like jokes and they like short videos where something fun happens, you know? And it's then, like it's like that interaction, like yeah. m- funny noises and stuff. I'm not comparing people to rats or anything like that but yeah the like, oh, shiny it, thing you know people like shiny yeah things. like <laughs> something funny and it catches your attention and what, stuff like that that's originally what you go for yeah and what people know? like online is they like if i can share something and someone sees that i shared it and mm. they go oh jesse's cool because he shared that mm. like i i agree with his sense of humor and he's cool so like mm. so now my goal is i got to try and make that thing that'll make people want to share it well, I, I and think, that's and that's where memes come in. Like yeah. everyone, everyone loves memes. Yeah. Memes, memes are the future of promotion and advertising. I'm sure I love of it. sharing <laughs> memes and shit as well. Dude. They're funny. They're, they're relatable too. That recent one that you did. Uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate with, it. You're in love with Stacy's mom. Like, <laughs> like just yeah, off the bat, that's fucking great. Yeah. That that I'm single take, uh, taken or whatever can be used for multiple songs. Well, that's you know? and th- yeah, and that's what that's what makes memes so good. Once you tap into that, and you can take those jokes that have been done, but then you do something else with it like i've seen that i am single taken blank you know yeah, i've that's, seen it heaps too, that's a yeah. meme format so okay i was like okay i want to do that and then i was like all right I've, i was just recently riffing on stacy's mom because it's such a funny song it is, and it i was is like dude song. that's perfect i am single taken aware <laughs> that it's wrong but i'm in love with stacy's mom like that's hilarious <laughs> it is it's really good and like i but I, pe- people share that stuff and i had one recently that the reach went ballistic it was um Hundred and fifty thousand reach, like Fuck it was. Off, really? Unfortunately, it was a meme that had nothing to do with my music or band at all. Right. So I had no way to tie it into me at all. It was yeah. just a dumb meme that I made, yeah. and I I put our I like at regular Gonzalez. I always watermark it sort yeah. of thing. But yeah, it got uh, like fifteen hundred shares, and the reach was like over hundred thousand. Jesus Christ! And I was just like, man, memes—they're the future, dude. And Everyone then, loves a funny ass meme. And, and then that same they, day, I'll be like, "Hey, check out our music on Spotify." It gets three likes. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I, I, it, I just, it just happens, man. So the, I think the key is trying to find that middle ground of mm. like uh, promoting a thing 
but still somehow making it a shareable meme. You know, yeah. if you can find that middle ground, that's as as far as online promotion goes, that's the best way to do that. Mm. But even still, online promotion is only one part of the puzzle that it I is. am it is. still figuring out. I have no like no real idea of. <laughs> it's a really hard like. Pop, like I wouldn't say population, but like the audience is fickle. Like, yeah, they'll go from one thing to another very quickly. Well, and it's ultim- dig, but ultimately, ultimately like- too, it doesn't matter if you can get a thousand likes on a photo if none of those people come to your gig. Yeah, that was a waste. Most of those likes could be bots. They, well, you know, they we could, could be bots. We don't or, know that. You know, <laughs> it depends what you're trying to do. If you're trying yeah. to if you're trying to build an audience online, um, uh, not to get to shows, but maybe because you're trying to sell your album on Bandcamp, mm. then by all means, you know, target different countries or, or do whatever because they can still buy your music mm. but if your goal online is trying to get people to your shows you obviously got to do something different you got to keep it to the demographic yeah you got like to hit to where you are in particular yeah. as well like there's no points kind of putting adverts and stuff like that that tie into stuff for future things yeah. whereas most people want to know what's happening right yeah. now like and what's going to happen in the near future yeah it could be the case that um, the people who are going to like your music aren't even on social media that much mm. So you'd be wasting your time. That'd be nice because I mean everyone's way. on social media, but like you know yeah. what I mean, like. But that would also be nice though, because then there's one less person that you can hear about them potentially bitching about <laughs> whether or not they like your thing or not. Because yeah. that as well, if you get to a certain level, that's a thing that you have to deal with too. Is like people saying, "Oh, I think it's shit." You know, uh, man. But it's like, man, if cool, if someone <laughs> thinks, man, if if someone thinks my. My output is shit. That just means they were listening to it, and I'm happy for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good way to put if a spin on it as well. If, if they if they had enough of a feeling that they had to tell me your stuff shit, it's like, man, you listened to it, you like critically examined it, you came mm. to your own conclusion. I'm like, psyched. I'm psyched, dude. What song was it in particular? Yeah, so I know what like, song. I'll what do more I, of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll do better. I'll do better yeah, next I'll, time. Yeah, that's what it. records are about. But you know? you know, that's that's why I think a lot of us do music is to. Uh, connect with someone else and I honestly don't mind if it's a negative connection so long as they're listening man you know, Seek, get- seeking a reaction <laughs> yeah. whether or not it be uh, who's your shit or this is good is what it doesn't it doesn't matter to you the well, worst, it does but yeah yeah it does but like the worst thing is no reaction is is getting no response you know yeah. you pour your heart and soul into an album and and nobody pays attention to it that's you know as as much as it's not about attention that's yeah that's a bummer you know it's do all you, about the human connection what do you think the the scene's going to be like in the next five years you think it's going to kind of go on this trend of you know the five years maybe it'll keep going on this trend something's got to give somewhere in the world to yeah. like <laughs> you look at where everything's going like mm. spotify can't last forever they've still not turned a profit um yeah i was gonna say like they're not making money man like yeah no they they're not making money and they're not paying the people who they owe money to and what they are paying especially is pretty dog shit that's what i mean yeah, like the yeah. musicians aren't making money oh right yeah, yeah. So i get you the, yeah. the only people that are making money from spotify i thought you meant they weren't actually paying some of these people well, as well but i th- by what they do i legally can't stream. i legally can't confirm or deny that but oh well that's fine then my, i can say whatever i've seen some of like what some people have gotten yeah. per stream and stuff and it's a fucking joke it my went, suspicion would be that they're probably like not paying what they should be mm. um but the only people that are making money are the like bigger labels like Sony and stuff like that, you know? And even, well, I reckon probably the biggest. It was like when um. But it's it's not even the artists on the Sony label. Mm. Like the artists are getting ripped off, and Sony, like again, not Sony, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, they're keeping the cash, like the management, the the labels are keeping the uh, the money, you know, the revenue. Of course they are as well. Yep. Like when you get to that that height as well, like having so much power, you yeah. have that power to be, so, the, be the dick almost really. Yeah, and but just be like, hey, this is where it goes now. You know, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in five years because um, Netflix isn't going to last forever. Spotify will be gone. Um, you don't think Netflix is going to last forever? No, nah, Netflix will... The problem with Netflix was awesome, but then every other network is like, hey, we can make our own Netflix. Yeah. And then the yeah. problem is everyone's got their own Netflix. Suddenly I'm paying a hundred bucks for all these different subscriptions, like 10 bucks a month, mm. but I need these 10 networks, you know? Yeah. And then what's going to happen? Someone's like an aggregator is going to come along and say, oh, hey, let's take all these networks and put them together in one package. Bam, we've got Foxtel again. We've just done a full loop. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what's going to happen. I see it, yeah. You know? I could see that. And then we'll have like our Foxtel 2, whatever it is. Yeah. And then someone else will say this is crazy it's so expensive and I you know what if people don't want all these packages and they'll do their own thing like Netflix and it'll be it'll be a cycle man fuck off Murdoch's honestly <laughs> but yeah no it makes total sense I could see that um, but the weird thing I'm always thinking about Spotify is not going to last because they're not making money but they can't go away because people are too used to well it's a good way like for, for how I do it with um, Spotify is that I listen to someone that I like that I know of and I have a playlist of purely for the locals yep. and well not local locals but how i've have the playlist set out is that they are there are locals there are aussie bands and yep. there are nz bands as well yeah cool I've, I've had um uh angie from third eye music over in new zealand she's a promoter over there i've had her on here so awesome. i like to feel as if like i'm not trans tasman or whatever but like <laughs> I, I like to go international yeah yeah um, it counts but, as like, international. but new zealand bands are fucking killing it now as well sure. like then that scene over there's starting to pick up a lot more than what it used to especially in the last five or so yeah. years but like you're a special case uh like a uh we're much more niche in terms of how we consume music because we're mm. musicians and we're like diehard fans but yeah like the 99 percent of people who use spotify like they're too used to having free music in their pocket mm. like any like all of the music you know if spotify goes away people like there has they won't they won't accept oh okay i guess i'll go back to spending 20 bucks on an album they people will not nah, they'll come up with another lime wire yeah we'll just, yeah. just, just go back to pirating you know yeah that, that's that's what yep. will happen <laughs> um yeah but oh uh, i was saying before uh i've lost where i was before about you were on new um, zealand bands yeah yeah right uh so even even just when i see uh, a band that i enjoy now or whatever or i'm just playing going through my playlist that day if there's a song that catches my attention the most I'll I'll share it online yep. for like my Instagram feed or whatever so people can see it. That's cool. I know that you know m- like money wise it's not really helping that set artist out because of how much they get from it but it's the exposure which is yeah. what I really am more interested in because if you get that exposure to them and they listen and they like your music they could get hooked and they buy merch and then that's another way yeah. that they help you to do what you need to do well yeah attention is like the currency in the yeah. marketplace of ideas like yeah like, it's like if you keep a, a vetted interest in um, that sort of stuff then there's how else will you lose that you know, the only way that it can go is is kind of forward yeah. more than anything so. yeah that's, and that's, that's what I always say if, if you're a, a fan of a band or if, if your friends are in a band you want to support them like Buying the music is one way, sure, but something that's like almost just as good as is, is sharing their stuff as much as you can to as many mm. people as you can because 
if 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 you buy someone's CD, that's cool. You gave them 20 bucks. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, because there was a thing I shared uh, about the Spotify streams comparing to like merch or something yeah. like that. You know, and you need some insane amount. Like I cal- it was like 5,000 streams yeah, to I, get like a shirt. I calculated once for us to make the same amount of money that we'd make if someone just bought our CD. Yeah. Someone would have to stream our album nonstop for nine days, 24-7. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's how much it would cost to make that's like $15. M- that's mental. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even still, like over five streams, like 5,000 streams before you even get any sort of <laughs> recognisable payment from that. Yeah. 5,000 people isn't a small number. That's that, a huge to number. Listen, to have listened to your music yeah, sort yeah. of thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, it, I that kind of sucks to see. I don't like seeing it as well. Like, and, that, and that's what I mean. That like it's happening. That's why like sharing sharing something is so important for artists. Because if you know, if someone buys their album, that's cool. They made a bit of money. That's cool. But if someone shares that their album's for sale and then five people buy it, mm. that's way more powerful than if just one person bought it. I not hope- not that buying it is like a bad idea. Like mm. definitely, if you can and you want to support friends and bands buy their stuff but if you can't buy it for whatever reason um then like sharing it takes one second out of your day it's mm. free to do and it helps way more than you think you know yeah do you so do you think it's gonna have i, I kind of hope it has a reset button to tell you the truth and bring it back to flyers and like that was how you found out about shows i'd yeah. love to see that sort of thing maybe I, I i really don't i can't even guess what'll happen you know like yeah i don't yeah, know it's hard to say like, something like, like you said you, you you're saying that it's uh you know like spotify can only last so long and you're right like that sort of platform can yeah. only last so long yep so like what's the next step is it more advertising on tv or is it back to the olden ways of flyers and getting it in your face like that couldn't tell you man tv yeah. ads aren't even a thing anyway because everyone's Netflix and Stan and they're watching YouTube anyway. So now anyway, because yeah, yeah exactly. who, who watches broad? Who in our demo would watch broadcast TV? Like yeah, you'd be you'd be completely nuts to put an ad on TV. It was a very minuscule amount. Yeah, yeah you'd be trying to reach a different demographic. Yeah, exactly. You know, that'd be the only reason. I am definitely not going to look into putting a schema fest ad on TV because we're trying to get the attention of like sixteen to twenty year olds. That'd be pretty funny though. We're, they're not watching TV. I tell you that much. It'd be pretty funny. It would. I would like to see it still. <laughs> Just regular everyday bands trying to put their ads on television. One sneaks through and it's like someone like you guys. <laughs> like, hey, come check out our show. Yeah. Um, nice flair to it. Um, no, that is awesome to hear though, man. And I'm actually really keen to see what the full lineup of Scheme is going to be like too. Yeah. Um, I think we are getting towards the end of our time tonight. Awesome, I did want to know if there were any more plugs or new things that you wanted to throw out into the airwaves before we made a move because this this will come out in a in, from now it's going to make no sense here but this is going to come out in a few weeks so if there's anything from the three week like three weeks from yeah, now sure. that you want to plug go right ahead. I'm really bad with dates so I think like yeah if anyone wants to check out my bands I'll, I'll probably have a gig coming up soon with one of them by the time this comes out. So, Well, you do regular things and stuff like that at uh, Music Cabin as well, don't you? Uh, like a jam night or something? Oh, yeah. It? If you're in the Bean Lee area, yeah. drop by on a, at the um, Imperial Hotel on a Wednesday night. I'm always there. We run a jam night. So Yeah, that's if, right. Yeah, If you like blues and like semi-competent musicians like <laughs> struggling their way through Mustang Sally, it's always a good time, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Bit of Mustang Sally. Fuck, yeah, dude. I haven't heard that one played in a while. Yeah, yep. Uh, oh. It was good. We had summer of '69. We've always got some 
Always got some uh, some good shoes. That's no, great. It's, I love it's it. just good fun, you know. It's it's music, man. People yeah. people on stage having fun. Like we know we know we're not great musicians, but it's everyone has fun. Like <laughs> and that's the main. That's thing what too. it's all about. Yeah. But yeah, no, my um my main bands, uh, yeah, regular Gonzalez. Uh, we have we are working on new music. Um, the typical muso thing, like it'll be done when it's done. But like, yeah, I'm <laughs> not have, even gonna. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait and. Till you tell me when yeah, it's coming sure, yeah, out. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're working on new gear. Um, uh, Adriatic, like we are, like a quarter of the way through recording our album. Mm-hmm. So like that is a more concrete thing that is definitely happening. Yep. <clears throat> um, uh, Audiomachy, uh, that's me and uh, Paige, our side projects. We work on that when we can. It's good fun. But um, all of the Audiomachy stuff is up for free for anyone to grab. So right check on. it out. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And um, was there anything else? And really just like go to the Schema page, Schema Collective on Facebook. That's our main base of operations. Yeah, the yeah. Face, the Facebook page. Um, and yeah, just keep an eye on it because we will be announcing more more bands, more headliners, uh, more details for, yeah, uh, for Schema Fest November 16th and 17th. So Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Like I just... just um, especially because there's people that I know that are putting it on as well. Like yep. I, when when I um, went to the Dead of Winter Festival, because I had Carolyn on here before. Sure, um, I did see before. that on the on your website. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, we yeah, I got to talking to her about that and stuff, and just like how much enjoyment she gets out of bringing like bands onto a onto a lineup and having 100%. like a, a, a festival going for so long. Yeah. in particular too, it's a it's something whether or not they say it but you can kind of see like it, it is rewarding for them totally you, know, you bring you're getting people together oh man yeah. there's a on the schema page there's a photo that we had as our cover image for a while but we changed it recently um and it was it was taken after schema fest was finished and we had literally just finished packing everything away like back into the room back indoors mm-hmm. and like we're all like trashed we've been working like non-stop for those two days of the festival yeah we're all just completely like exhausted um stoyan brought us all around a beers and then someone snapped a photo and it's like we're all just sitting there holding a beer look at the camera and like we're smiling and you can see these like really genuine smiles yeah like we're all so proud of like the the, the work that we did over those two days so oh that's awesome yeah and, like it, it i can imagine that it's just a, a very satisfying feeling yeah to, you know see see bands and musos that you enjoy but also like you helped make them play this yep. uh, this to this audience sort of thing. Yep, and so many of the bands that got to play the first Schema Fest reapplied for this one and we're having them back. Oh, sick, yeah. And we even had them through the year on on various shows. We did, I did a, I put on a Schema gig at Tomcat and we got um, Lunchtime, which is an awesome, like, younger band. Mm-hmm. I think their drummer had just turned 18 at the time. And, like, the, um, they've got, like, uh, the two main girls that, like, they're twins and they've got like neon hair and yeah. they just put on an awesome show like they're a really cool band Fuck yeah, that's um, cool. but yeah we had uh, um, yeah so many bands reapply and we're happy to work with them we've been working with them all year so love it well I can't wait to see that um, was, there, was there anything else that you got lined up outside of that like you personally or bands unfortunately nothing no. at the time of recording probably no. by the time this comes out yeah, I'll, no have, I'll have more gigs or I'll have organised something because um the next stuff I'm doing is at Vinny's, um, Vinny's Dive Vinny's down the Dive, coast. Yeah. But that'll be already happened by the time this comes out. Yeah, so. that's right. That's happening on the 23rd of August. 23rd uh, of August, yeah. That was that was a great show, wasn't it, everybody? Yeah, no, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, Two right. on the same night. I can't believe I managed to get to both of them. Oh, Fuck. man, you're a machine, dude. Oh, I can't believe it. I, I shouldn't have. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You threw your uh, shoes at everyone? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I can't wait to see it all unfold, man. Um, 
we are going to end tonight with a regular Gonzalez song. And it is the latest one that you have, which yep. I believe is called Last Humans Alive. That's the one, man. Um, little bit about that before we get into it. Um, before I do say that, sorry, uh, just a shout out to, as well, Jake from Serenity and Brutality um, for coming on the podcast recently. He does uh, some awesome things with shirts. Oh, I met him at the Knuth gig. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah. What, a, what a champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's bringing out shirts uh, and merchandising like through his yeah. uh, label and the like not label but um like he's he's doing his own business yeah i want to tee something um, up with him yeah oh, you've reminded me now <laughs> yeah yeah even better um so yeah don't forget to go check them out uh uh, what is it serenity and brutality serenity yep. and brutality yeah cool. um and yeah check them out for all merch ideas and potential uh comeuppance in getting designs done um yeah if, awesome guy uh easy to talk to and yeah anyway um, <laughs> first time trying to do that <laughs> nice anyway. it was very natural uh, oh pfft. Do you anyway. like how I pretended like I didn't remember the name? I was like, what's that name again? Yeah, no, like, yeah. it works good when you can kind of just bounce off it's very, like that. Very yeah. natural. Very yeah, natural. i got to work on it a little bit. I'll, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. The what's that name is... again? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence is building as I get a little bit more comfortable doing it. So, ah, that's, that's cool, man. You know, sooner or later, I am going to sound like one of those fucking advert people when yep. it comes to that, <laughs> like for, the, for the sponsored ads and shit. I will, I will get there. Uh, anyway, we're going to jam Last Humans Alive. Uh, tell us a little bit about it before we get into it. Yeah, cool. Um, you get, if anyone can uh, write in and tell, the, tell me what the time signature of this song is, you get a free CD. That's my, that's my guarantee to you. Nice. Um, it's a, it's a, a wacky riff. Um, I'll make sure to put that in the post when the episode comes yeah, out sweet. too, that you get a free CD if you free, can work out the free time Free CD signature. if you can work it out, man, for sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, just a fun banger of a song like in terms of the music mm-hmm. um and the lyrics uh uh there was a what's his name exerbia video he's a youtuber and he does like these philosophical stories and and ideas but okay. he, he had a video called last humans alive and it was uh kind of inspired the the lyrics of this song so it's kind of about where we're going and um like as as just a society but as a human race as well like it's it's kind of like we technically we currently are the last humans alive mm-hmm. and it might be the case that you know if we blow each other up in nuclear war we might actually be the last humans alive yeah extinction we, yeah, yeah we we might be destined to explore the stars or we might be the last humans alive so yeah yeah no heavy deep philosophical <laughs> yeah, i dude. like it explains the picture too because like looks like you're uh kind of you see the faces in the picture of yeah. the song, and, but then um, look kind of looks like you see the skulls yep. as well. Yep. Perfectly ties in. That makes total sense. I love it. All right, well, we're going to jam this one now. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Dude, thanks awesome for having time. me. I really appreciate it. Eh? Um, yeah, don't forget to check out Gonzalez and Adriatic and uh, even go check out and say g'day to um, Jesse at the Music Cabin down in Bean Lee uh, if you're looking for any... Yeah, quick musical needs. Quick cheeky plug for the music, Kevin, guys. Instruments, lessons, uh, service repairs. Yeah. Do a whole bunch of stuff. So, awesome. (laughs) Musiccavin.com.au. Thanks again, mate. Thanks, man. Enjoy. I did have a. Yeah, that's right. Because this one. 